Beloved, this is the hour before the wedding. This is where we're at in history as we begin to move towards the Lord's return. It is the hour before the wedding. I use this analogy a lot in the Romans 911 teachings, but when the bride walks down the aisle, she's just beautiful and all the glory is upon her. But the hour before, beloved, this is where we're at. So often, the hour before a wedding, it's a mess. There's last minute panic. And the body is a mess. We must be honest with ourselves. Take, like Nehemiah wanting to rebuild the walls, take an honest look at where the body is because the Father, if we look at John 17 as a pattern for the glory to come, if the Father needs love and unity to send the fullness of His glory. And I think we could see that pattern uh, throughout Yeshua's heart cry prayer in 17, John 17. Then we must take an, a real honest look at where the church is so that love and unity can be rebuilt in us. Remember, beloved, judgment begins in the house first. And as these shakings have begun, it's not only in the world, it's in the church. Uh, religion is being shaken. The world is being shaken. What did Yeshua say? Beware the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. And these are the things I believe the Lord is going after to expose them so that the ecclesia, the body, may arise during this hour. So here we are, the hour before the wedding. And you know, we've spent the last several podcasts at the beginning and of launching and introducing the Romans 911 project. We've kind of spent many of the sessions sort of introducing the whole message, laying the foundation for it. Now we're going to begin to go deeper and we're starting uh, a new series based around the hour before the wedding. So before I begin these sessions, please allow me to address these issues of separation and disconnection in the body because they're delicate. So the reason for talking about them and delving into them at the beginning, now we've, we've kind of laid the foundation and, and introduced the whole concept of Romans 911, is that these issues need to be brought into the light, beloved, so that we can properly deal with them. There's no condemnation in Yeshua, but if these influences are affecting us, shouldn't we want to take a deeper look at them? And they must also lay the foundation for us to accept and more readily embrace this reconnection message, which is so needed as a result of many of these obstacles and issues that are in the body that need to be removed. But 
simply put, there's just so much for us to gain from this reconnection message that far outweighs anything else. And to delve into these issues adequately, I need to be very open, honest, and direct. I need to share my thoughts and heart as a Jewish believer from the Messianic perspective regarding how Jews and Gentiles have been impacted as a spiritual family. And so in these next several podcasts, I do ask you for the liberty and the love to express myself from this viewpoint in the hope of helping those of us from the Gentile side of the family, God's children from the nations, to more fully understand and grasp these most sensitive, delicate issues. In a sense, we need to dig up the past to unravel it and break off any negative influences that might still be upon us, actually, that the enemy has sowed into us that really, at this point, need to be exposed so they can be removed. I really believe this is the Father's plan to plow in our hearts and minds and remove anything that is not of the Lord so that we can get a fresher, cleaner download to move into this time and be properly prepared as the bride of Mashiach, the bride of Christ. This is my goal in helping us to realize and fulfill our destinies during these last days. And my hope and prayer is that you will take this journey with me and walk with me through many of these issues and begin to identify them more clearly and learn how they've actually affected us and how the devil is still using them against us, against God's family. Beloved, it is time for the enemy and his craftiness to be fully exposed. And it's important to point out that we are not complete as a body. The church is not complete. Israel is not complete until the broken off branches. These are Jewish souls yet to be saved, both from the Orthodox and secular communities, until they are restored and the full harvest from the nations has come in. This is what we're talking about here. This is the chapter that is opening. This is the door, the gateway, the passageway the Lord is beginning to lay before us for the last great harvest, for the end time power, and for Israel's salvation. But none of this, beloved, is going to come without our involvement, without agreement from the earth going up to heaven, that heaven's power would be released. This is the final mystery in the family that the Apostle Paul wrote about in Romans 11, 25, that we are not to be ignorant about. And this restoration, reconnection, and realignment will complete the family and ready us for the Lord's coming. So, beloved, be 
because of the sensitives and delicacies of these issues, we will be playing this introduction before each of the teachings. So if you've heard it once or twice, please feel free just to fast forward. So we're focusing today and continuing our discussion on anti-Semitism and specifically the influences in the generational bloodline. And I think this is something significant for us to grasp during this time because it's one of the places that the enemy has been able, in a sense, to hide his influence. And it's real important during these days, especially for the church, to expose this so we can become aware of it and break off the enemy's influences. Actually, over our hearts and minds in this area, our hearts with generational anti-Semitism and our minds with replacement theology and its residual influences that have been taught for some 1700 years um, during the church age. You know, beloved, it's hard to believe that the church patriarchs were behind many disparaging things that have been written and said about the Jewish people. But this is how deception works. And what's more, we don't have to look too far back into history, including our own church history, to see how deceived we can be when it comes to treating certain groups with less equity than our own. Take racism and slavery, for example, and how unfairly we have treated others based on the color of their skin. Observe how this was handed down from one generation to the next for hundreds of years and totally controlled the thoughts and actions of most white people, many who profess to be believers. On the other hand, we can't just say that all under this influence were not necessarily believers either. And what are the great fight and incredible challenge of the ministry of William Wilberforce and later of President Abraham Lincoln to stand against slavery and break its hold over us. The generational bloodline influences were so strong that it took the efforts of several generations who would impact and change the world the laws of our land, and it was only the beginning of a heart change in this area because the remaining generational bloodline influences have to be broken off us spiritually, beloved, through prayer and confession and renouncement, through identificational repentance to free us fully from this past. Something significant we must grasp during these days so that our spirits can be washed and cleansed to prepare us for all that God has, especially now that Israel is awakening to become a significant part of our family, to restore Israel and ultimately to restore the church. 
This is one, or what I believe, this is one of the main reasons why racism today still exists. We must deal with the sins of the heart from our generational bloodlines through identificational repentance and break off past influences through Mashiach, through Christ, to achieve full deliverance and complete freedom. Education, of course, is an important tool, but it is not the only remedy to the problem of racism. We must also address issues of the heart and specifically generational bloodline influences if we want to get fully free from it. And the same obviously is true of anti-Semitism and the residual influences it has had over our hearts and minds. And this is significant to our knowledge and insight on this generational bloodline issue and how it has actually caused generational anti-Semitism in the body of Messiah, in the body of Christ. And it could be one of the secrets to unlocking a deeper understanding of how the enemy has used it against Israel, has used it against the church to keep us on separate tracks. And we do well to question whether this influence still exists and to explore how it might still be affecting us. In my second book, The Ezekiel Generation, which sets the foundation for the reconnection message, I discuss how Satan has actually used the generational bloodline influence to exert control over us in this area. And I encourage you to read it and to pray the prayers of identificational repentance as a significant first step in this process. You can also go through that prayer and repentance when you uh, read the Romans 911 study guide and actually watch the videos with your study groups, churches, and congregations. Beloved, it takes a good deal of humility in all of us to admit that we are actually in need of correction in this place. But honestly, if the enemy has deceived us in the way that we think and operate without us even knowing it, shouldn't we at least be willing to take an honest look? Without question, I believe this to be the case. The effect of generational anti-Semitism on the church has numbed our hearts spiritually in the way that we relate to Israel and the Jewish people, if we even relate to them. But it is also influenced and clouded our theology, our eschatology, moving us away from the very people with whom we are called to connect and reach with the gospel. Just read Romans chapter 11 verse 30 to 31, with the mercy that we have received as a result of their disobedience, that we would now release that mercy back to them. 
the church in this day, beloved, must come to understand that through the irrevocable covenants and promises spoken over the Jewish people by our Father in heaven, they will be restored back into the family. Their spiritual weight awakening plays a strategic role, and especially in our approach, and it is inextricably linked to the final outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the last great harvest upon the earth, which we haven't yet fully recognized in this message that has been hidden in the mystery to awaken Israel and bring us into the end time harvest. These outcomes have huge consequences for all of us. And I pray to God that we will begin to recognize them. The covenants towards Israel have not been fulfilled yet, as some think and teach. This fulfillment cannot happen until the breath of God finally enters his firstborn children. Take a look at Ezekiel 37, between 9 and 11, and 911 truly. And then they will recite the age-old blessing, Baruch haba Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You know, sometimes I preach the until sermons because we hear so often in church life that the Lord will not return until the gospel is taken to the four corners of the earth and the unreached people have heard the gospel. But we don't hear much about the second until, and that is when Yeshua said, I will not return until they say the prayer I just recited, Baruch, Habab, Hashem, Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In the next podcast, beloved, we will begin to go deeper on this generational issue. Would you allow me to explain how it has affected our past, how it still operates, and how the enemy is still using it to wield influence. Please understand that generational anti-Semitism isn't the only issue that keeps us separate as Jewish and Gentile believers, but it is fundamental to exposing other areas that need to be dealt with, namely the heart cleansing God wants to do through us in preparation for what is to come as the Lord reunites us in the one you man between Jew and Gentile. Beloved, Revelation 19.7 says, the bride has made herself ready. Fine linen garment has been given her to wear. There is a time now for us to enter into restoration uh, where the Father can wash away past influences and begin to renew our minds and our thinking into this restoration with Israel to prepare us for the Lord's return. And I want to leave you with this thought. The word mercy 
Take a look at the word mercy in Romans 11, 30 to 32, and then again in 12, 2. And in, in, in Romans 11, 30 to 32, um, we talked about this in the last podcast. God has given all of us over to disobedience that he may have his mercy on us all. But I want to point out to you that Paul actually ties in the renewing of our minds with this scripture in Romans 11, 30 to 32. If you look in Romans 12, 2, he says, in view of this mercy. And so as we're coming into this end time period, there is a restoration, we call it restoration bridge, that we need to get upon to allow the Father to wash away past influences. But first we have to be willing to take a look to see that they're still there and having an effect on us and actually removing some of these residual curses that the enemy has sown into the body so that the Lord can lift them and cleanse us, wash us with his mercy, reunite us in love and unity, Yeshua's heart cry of John 17, and then renew our minds and thinking into the fullness of John 17, love and unity. And between Jew and Gentile, between all races, and I think after even after that, a lot of our theology and eschatology is going to is going to clear up. I'm not saying that we may see everything identically 100%. That's not where I'm going. But I think that we are all going to see clearer because the Lord is looking to open our eyes to prepare us to understand the plan of restoration that will lead to the reformation, the final parts of reform in the church that will lead us to the end time glory, the end time harvest, Israel's awakening, and ultimately the Lord's return. Beloved, we've so much to look forward to. So even as we uh, continue to go deeper in this subject, tarry with me because it's not about what we've done wrong. It's about what we need to do right. Beloved, may the God of Israel richly bless you. Lots of love in Yeshua, Jesus. Until the next time. Amen. Thank you, Grant, for that insightful discussion. To dialogue with Grant and Hallie, please send comments and questions to email at romans911.org. Again, that's email at romans911.org. If you resonate with the Romans 911 Project, please pray about partnering with us to bring this reconnection message to the threshold of the church. Sign up for our monthly email. Join our global virtual meetings with other believers to dialogue and pray together. And most important, read the Romans 911 book, Time to Sound the Alarm, and view the Romans 911 study guide 12 to 14 hour video teachings, which are free when you purchase the study guide. The Romans 911 books and teachings are transformational into God's end time plans to prepare the bride and reform the church. They help to create the breakthrough that will change the world. 
The reconnection message is like a golden key from the heart of the Father to restore love and unity in God's family that opens the door to the fulfillment of Yeshua's prayer in John 17. And it establishes the pathway for the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, to receive the greater glory. But this reconnection message in the one new man has been hidden during the church age in the mystery to reawaken Israel to faith and is only just now coming to light. That's why we need your help to fund this project, to bring the message forth, to help us blow the holy shofar, to awaken the greater church into this restoration. Now is the time. Would you pray to give Chai, to give life to the reconnection, to reach the church and the messianic body and help unite the family of God? To fund the Romans 911 project, we have created the Give Chai Life Campaign. Chai is a Hebrew word meaning life, but it also represents the number 18. And for just one Chai, $18 a month, you can make a difference. Please be prayerful about this. We can't do this without precious saints like yourself who are beginning to get this revelation to help us bring this message before the church. For more information on the Romans 911 project, please visit our website at Romans911.org. It's easy to remember, Romans911.org. Please also subscribe to the Romans 911 project wherever you listen to podcasts at the end.